everyone, and welcome to Confrontational Millennials. It's me, Nikki Alley. And this is Belle Mars. Oh, yeah. And um, welcome back to another one of these. Oh, yeah, yeah, we certainly have some juicy topics to cover today. Oh, yeah. So many, so much shit has happened. News-wise, yeah, uh, and we also give our points on interracial relationships. Yeah, so please. From a black girl's perspective, especially. Oh, yeah. So please uh, hold on to your seats for that, because that's going to be hella interesting. <laughs> um, but first, how was your week, Belmars? Oh, it's been pretty good. Head downtown. Um, my boyfriend and I, we decided to make up on thanks, uh, not Thanksgiving, but Valentine's Day. <laughs> make up on Thanksgiving. We couldn't get together as a real family. <laughs> so we actually went out and had That's some everybody. brunch after I did some phlebotomy training. So, Ooh. yeah, uh, we went to the uh, The name of the brunch place. We oh, yeah. had some nice alcoholic drinks and uh next time we get me some uh, we had some fried chicken pretty good fried chicken and some nice bitch and mashed potatoes yum 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 see this is how uh yeah actually happy belated valentine's day to all the listeners who were like couldn't go out on thursday because yeah. it was probably a mess my yeah. my family and i actually went out on wednesday to celebrate valentine's day and uh you know actually a side note like i was super annoyed because i was trying to tip the girl extra because right. my mom paid for it on her card and of course she got like a 14 dollar tip on it so i was like oh here's five dollars right my parents are like oh, no and then they took my five dollars <laughs> and put it in their wallets and i was like hmm <laughs> i don't understand so yeah um we're gonna have to have a talk about <laughs> later um but yeah so uh my week was good like it's about to get real crazy i was actually off today thank you presidents who are all dead uh screw you presidents because i still had to work today i got to be off um yeah all of my friends hated me <laughs> they were like what do you need to be off today i'm like my company's awesome um but yeah so i was off today and i did absolutely nothing except make a snacks out of garbanzo beans and go shopping <laughs> with my mom all day uh so yeah it's been a pretty good day uh, my week was all right too so um let's get started with the news in the segment that we call uh the good the bad and um who's ugly this week mercury retrograde is gonna make you say some ugly things <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also global warming is actually one of the major contributors, I guess, for ugly will be cow farts. Ooh, cow farts. Yeah, because really there's so much cattle because, you know, we're just doing a lot more livestock and really mm-hmm. that methane gas that the cows produce mm-hmm. uh, really destroys the ozone. So when cows fart and we because we just had to have our ice cream, our beef, our burgers, our bacon they fart and they ruin the atmosphere. Wow, thanks a lot, cows. Um, still love you, though, because you give me half the things I like to eat. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I'll forgive you for it, I guess. It's mostly, like, let's let's be real. The reason we have such a shitty uh, atmosphere is because of these big businesses just pumping out poison into the it's so great like a like a man who ejaculates too quickly just pumping out the poison. as someone who worked for an evil gas well oil and gas company i mean they made it was nice i miss oil and gas evil money 
Yeah, I know. They they listen. It's bad, but it gives you great money for being in a terrible. <laughs> I can't because I'm in oil and gas right now, and I'm gonna tell you right now. I still wouldn't leave it because it's going. It's about to let allow me to move out of my parents' house. <laughs> I can't complain. Um, yeah, I love oil and gas money. I miss it. Right. I decided to go. No, go healthcare. I know, right? Yeah, we basically switched. We basically switched whatchamacallit. Because oh, like industry. We switched industries, yeah, because I used to be in healthcare and now you're in healthcare and you used to be in oil and gas and now. This just should tell you what kind of jobs are like abundant in Houston. Yeah. It's just healthcare and oil and gas. Um, so, Mercury Retrograde, for those of you who don't know um, or who don't care about astrology, you'll probably just roll your eyes really hard. <laughs> but um, Mercury, re- Mercury Retrograde is coming and it's going like duck um so if you don't know what that is um i will explain it to you three or four times a year mercury passes the earth in its orbit okay Mm. and as it you know passes the earth in its orbit it slows down and it appears to stop and spin backward which is why it's called mercury retrograde because it's like it's spinning the opposite way it's not but um it creates the optical illusion so because of this optical illusion um our whole and for a whole entire month pretty much like it's it's said that like we all like our communication is all fucked up Mm. and so is our commerce so if stocks go down like really badly during the next month, it's because of Mercury, Mercury retrograde. If you have arguments with every single one of your friends and you break up with your boyfriend, it's because of Mercury retrograde probably. Okay, I think I probably experienced some Mercury retrograde at work mm-hmm. today. So yeah, thanks. That was uh, ugly today. Yeah, and uh, uh, also if you start experiencing lots of problems with your electronics, it's because of Mercury retrograde. So, um, the only way that I know how to fix this is to beg Mercury to not fuck your life up. (laughs) Like, last night I was trying to watch Netflix and it kept doing the spinny wheel of death and I was like, Mercury, Mercury, if you could please have a little mercy on me today so that I could watch my shows. Please, Mercury, I love you so much. (laughs) Just, just Just say to Mercury a whole bunch of nice things and then I'll eventually give you what you want. If you keep at it and you really mean it. So, yes, Mercury retrograde in Pisces season. Expect a lot of, yeah, expect a lot of uh, shitty things to happen to you. But on the upside, Belmar's your birthday is coming up. <laughs> yes, next Tuesday. I am a Pisces, but my moon sign is Capricorn. I mean, I can kind of see that. I'm creative, but then also I have a hella competitive side, too. So mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I can totally see why I'm a moon sign Taurus, because I'm stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, excuse me, you told me to do what? Um, fun fact, this year, Belmars' birthday is on Fetch Tuesday, also known as Mardi Gras, also Yay. known as the start of um, basically Lent. Um, well, Ash Wednesday, so whatever. Fat Tuesday is a day before Ash Wednesday when everybody turns up, drinks too much, eats too goddamn much, and basically does all the sins they can get away with without being thrown in jail. Okay? <laughs> like, some people still get thrown in jail, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be super fun for you. Uh, your birthday and um, Mardi Gras on the same day. So, happy, uh, I'm sure we'll do something for that week. Yeah. 
we'll probably do something interesting. We'll probably explain the significance of Mardi Gras that week because uh, that's my culture and that's also partially Belmaris's culture. So. Yep. <laughs> well, I'll be sure to tell you all fun facts about Mardi Gras and sing happy birthday really obnoxiously to Belmaris. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's going to be super exciting. Uh, in other news, um, there's no good way to segue to any of this, but in other news, um, Colin Kaepernick uh settled let me pull up this article so i can get all the details exactly right well for those who haven't who's been under a rock or really don't pay attention to news colin kaepernick is a nfl quarterback he mm-hmm. was made a uh, famous or infamous depends how you look it up for taking a knee during the national anthem actually was sitting out the national anthem due to the injustice to black people but then one mm-hmm. uh a marine told him don't sit down that's disrespectful you can do it in a more respectful way just take a knee yes so then he started taking the knee during the national anthem mm-hmm. to not protest the national anthem but to protest you know the injustices of this country of people of color especially black people yes Mm -hmm. but then of course a couple two i think a year later donald trump hijacked the narrative and say oh you're disrespecting the flag you're disrespecting the troops yes not knowing when the troops told him this is how you take a knee and is it that he didn't know or that he didn't care (laughs) i think he didn't care yes so yeah one of the troops yes of course a green beret i think it was was like this is how you should do it talking to my father who is is part of the military and he said yeah i don't didn't fight to defend the flag i fought to defend the constitution exactly yeah like that i don't think any i don't think anyone worth their a grain of salt in the um in the army or the navy or the marines or anything like that would sit here and be all like Oh, yeah, I fought to defend a flag. No, I fought to defend people. Yes, and, and the Constitution. If, exactly. And if, like, there are people here, back here dying, like, why would I be okay with that? Like, why would it? So anybody that continues to just push forth this narrative of, like, oh, Colin Kaepernick, it's just, you don't know anything, and you're just being ignorant, and you're just being hateful, and you need to you need to go to Jesus. Have a come to Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> just... Just please stop talking. Um, but anyway, yes. Um, two and a half years later, um, after all of this took place, so all right. of that backstory took place, um, Kaepernick and a former teammate, Eric Reed had reached a surprise legal settlement with the NFL, which they had accused of colluding to keep them out of the league. So, yeah, basically they... Um, what we did not explain is that because of all of this, the league basically, like put him on the bench for the majority of his year and then eventually like he just didn't play anymore at all yeah um so he actually what i think he was a for the 49ers what does he play for the 49ers yeah you get 49ers and then they kind of just play hot potato because no one in touch kaepernick yes yeah it's too much effort Mm -hmm. so um on friday afternoon the league and the players lawyers said that the parties have decided to decide the to resolve the pending grievances and that there will be no further comment. Um, so basically, we can't know why the money was given and how much money exactly they gave them because, I mean, look, think about it. It's the NFL. It's probably an exorbitant amount of money. Yes. Okay. Um, it said, but the real question is, is if because the league gave Kaepernick and Reed this money, mm-hmm. did they basically agree that they did collude? Like, is it is it an admittance of guilt? Like, right. that since they gave him this money, that they did collude to keep them out of the league. 
Um, and um, there's just really a debate and it's a conversation that people are really going back and forth with. But a lot of people, like I think the league probably will come out or has come out. I don't really know because I don't like football and I hate <laughs> football and really like it could die for all I care. <laughs> but um, they probably already come out and been out like it wasn't, we didn't collude to keep them out. Of course they're going to say that. Yeah. And it's not, they're going to say that giving them the money is not for that reason. But, um, um, yeah, he hasn't played. Yeah, Kaepernick hasn't played since the 2016 season, since he began, uh, he, since he started his campaign. Um, and he filed for a grievance under the collective bargaining agreement in October 2017 after months of failing to find a job. Um, and, of course, they gathered evidence. Um... Yes, how much they paid him, of course. Um, so, yes, um, who knows if he'll ever play football again, but now he has a whole bunch of fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he doesn't have to. Maybe he can just be an activist, yep. which I like him for. I mean, fantastic, Kaepernick. I love it. So um, did the league pay him money to – do you think he, the league paid him money because they colluded? against yeah. him and they don't want anybody to find out that that's officially what they did yeah it could either be a to kind of pay him um because you know they did wrong with thinking yeah we're sorry or just be like okay hush hush money we're already losing viewers and mm-hmm. they think okay maybe it's just Kaepernick I'm thinking no there's a lot more reasons why people are you're losing views in football yeah. a the Kaepernick thing well one the Kaepernick thing two you know CTE with concussions in yeah. football uh-huh. and three I guess traditionally now we don't always have to go watch sports the traditional way. Right. So you can just probably watch the highlights or something. Yeah, like especially, and I think like a whole lot of people have just, I don't know. I think also with the performers that they picked for the, the whatchamacallit? The um, halftime show? Yeah, at uh, the Super Bowl or whatever. Or like there's just little things that add up with people and they're just kind of like, I'm not going to watch it anymore. It's just like cool, bye, whatever, nobody cares. But, like, yeah. Also, like, I know that they lost a whole bunch of viewership on the Super Bowl because they pissed all the Saints. They lost a whole freaking state worth of people because they pissed off the Saints. That's hilarious. Um, moving on to black, more black drama. Blacky black, black drama. Jussie Smollett. Um, who was, if you didn't know, I don't know if we talked about it on here or not, but he was attacked um, some weeks ago. Yeah, some weeks yes. ago, because I was in Canada when I found out that he was attacked. Right. Um, so it, he, it has been said, it has been whispered among people that he potentially staged the attack um, because... They two people, I guess, that they arrested these Nigerian brothers yeah. claimed that they were paid to stage the attack because Jussie was going to be written off the show, the Fox Show Empire. If you don't know the Fox Show Empire, he's like a huge star on there. He's one of the main characters, um, and it's really it's a money maker. Like Empire is yeah, very and I heard that the Nigerian brothers are actually like extras on the show Empire. Hmm. So I think they're just. Um, puts more fuel to the fire because 
I'm thinking if he did, I'm thinking, yeah, that's kind of like a slap in the face for people who are victims of hate crime. But if it isn't, I mean, it's kind of scratching my head because I'm thinking, so are these black guys hardcore Trump supporters and hate black people? Because it said e, they use the ER. Mm. And I really don't know much black people that use it unless you're like Dave Chappelle and Whiteface. Listen, um, I just... I think it also goes into this idea that, like, Africans don't think that they're black. Not in a sense that they don't, like, their skin color, in a sense of, like, African Americans will identify themselves as black. And Nigerians and other, like, Africans sometimes will go this direction of no. Like, we're not the same. Like, don't try to, like, smush Africans and African Americans together because we're not the same. Essentially, I think, is what... I've been seeing at least like they they want to be separated. Um, yeah, because I can kind of see that because I do know sometimes I know use my dad who is a black immigrant from the Caribbean because I understand he sometimes they don't want to be associated because you know a lot of like I also read this article that actually the true model minorities were actually black immigrants because mm-hmm. they come in they already speak the language and they're already hardworking. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing here they are like, see, I come from an immigrant country. How come what's your guys' excuse? I'm thinking you're kind of like dividing them because at the end of the day, you're still black. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's kind of sad to think about too, like the fact that, you know, like even Africans don't want anything to do with us. And we came from Africa originally. You sold us Africans. Exactly. It's kind of just like... It's really sad to think about. But um, back to the Jesse Smollett thing. Apparently, the, the two Nigerian brothers are no longer suspects in the case. Um, they reportedly told detectives that Smollett paid them $3,500 before they left for Nigeria on January 29th, the day the attack was pro- reported. They were promised an additional 500 upon their return to the United States. The sources said one of the brothers held a rope and poured bleach on Smollett, but the other wore a plain red hat and, lo- and yelled slurs can't talk um um smollett allegedly rehearsed the attack with the brothers before it was staged on the 29th he gave them money to buy the rope um and then sources also said that the brothers told detectives that uh sorry it just repeated themselves um they the older brother pleaded guilty to a aggravated aggravated bag batter oh (laughs) <laughs> in 2012 and was sentenced two years of probation so apparently they had rap sheets okay um for being one of five people who stabbed a 17 year old ooh in 2011 the other brother was ticketed for driving under the influence in 2015 um they moved at different times they attended university here and um he said the men were white. Oh, okay. So Smollett initially, when he made the claim, said that he was attacked at 2 a.m. on January 29th by two men who were wearing ski masks. He said they were both white, and they yelled, this is MAGA country. Apparently a reference to Donald Trump's slogan, Make America Great Again. During the interview, Smollett expressed frustration that some people didn't believe this account. Um, I feel like if I had said it was a Muslim or a Mexican or someone black, I feel like doubters would have supported the a lot more. And that says a lot about the place we, where we are as a country right now. Um, it's a, oh, it's a, could go to a grand jury. Um, yeah. So, but Smollett needs to be questioned again. Um, they're seeking a small a follow up with Smollett when the new evidence. 
came to light. Um, and um, he admitted to knowing one of the Nigerian brothers, and his lawyer said he hired the man to help him train for a music video. Another brother is a purportedly appeared in Empire. So one of them appeared in okay. Empire, apparently. Um, uh, let's see. Um, if Okay, yeah, that's basically it. Um, yeah, but I think I also heard that Fox News said that they weren't writing Jesse off the show, so that was weird that, that anybody would even say that. Yeah, um, I mean, it could be the case kind of with Jasmine Barnes, a case of mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, okay, when, like with the Jasmine Barnes case where um, they were attacked and they looked up and they see a white guy white guy speeding off in a truck and thinking, okay, we're attacked by a, a white guy, but ended up with, no, it was two black guys who right. attacked them, so... Could this be a case of mistaken identity, right. or was he one hundred percent clear on what he saw? Right, and then you also have to think about the idea of well, did he tell the truth or not? Did he actually stage the attack? And like, I mean, obviously, we don't want to believe that he staged the attack. Like, it's because this, because I mean, okay, so Justice Smollett represents a lot of things. Not only does he represent a black man and the yeah. struggle that a black man has to go through, he also represents a gay man. Right. My struggle that a gay man has to go through. And being those two things is, are potentially one of the two worst things to be in America. Yeah. <laughs> like, aside from being a black woman. I'm sorry. Like, we're yeah. just... People shit on us more. Like... <laughs> black woman and a lesbian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, see, being a black woman and a lesbian. <laughs> like, we... The two of us are only one step above. <laughs> wow. Um, but, yeah. Uh, that's... It's one of the um, it's one of the worst things to be, and so like to for him to come, and it to be found out that he actually staged this attack, it would be, it would be terrible for not only the gay community, but it would be terrible for the black community, and it would be terrible for the black gay community. Yeah, like because I mean you're supposed to be a role model, and you're supposed to, um, I mean like it's like. This could change things if, like, he if he did, he was attacked for real. Like, this could like, this could change potentially laws and things like that. Like, yeah. but if it was found out that you, you know, you set this up, you set us back. Yeah. Like, it's already hard enough to gain uh, for us to gain traction as a people on like issues that are just about our like safety. Yeah. As a people, like you know, like f- like and like legitimacy and for you to just like have potentially stayed this stage this is just so much setback so much like fuel for them to use against us in later yeah. like like marches or anything that we try to do so i really hope he didn't stage it because i oh we cannot take any more yeah any more of this like going backwards like we're, we need to be going forwards in all of the endeavors that we need to do and this just ain't it like you know <laughs> like we're already we're already in like the shitter because of um uh fucking what's his name the short one who thinks he's funny kevin hart <laughs> yeah kevin hart we're already in the crapshoot because of kevin hart and the fact that he wants to bash houses over babies heads and shit and i don't i just don't have time and then people are like people already like are you know delegitimizing legitimizing terry cruz because you know of his experiences like, yeah, because he came out with me too. Like I was sexually assaulted. People right. like, 
I don't believe that. I'm thinking, but yeah, looking at Terry True's perspective, I mean, what does the optic look like if you're a black man and you attack someone? Exactly. Like a scrawny white dude or a big muscular man. This big muscular man said this guy attacked me. I'm thinking, yeah, the optics doesn't look good for Terry Crews. Exactly. And like, if he had attacked him, then like all of a sudden we look like the bad guy. Oh, y'all are all brutes who like do, who are, behave like animals, and you can't yeah. like behave yourselves in social situations. Like either way, it was a lose lose for him. Like there's no winning on that sort of ground. So if Jesse Smollett comes in here and he's like, I was attacked, and it was staged. Then not only are you delegitimizing yourself, you're delegitimizing Carrie Crews. You're delegitimizing every other black boy who's out here getting um, potentially touched in a way that's not appropriate. Yeah. Like you're you're delegitimizing every everyone's experience, not just your own. Like yeah. this is about more than you. You're in the public eye. You are like it. You're yeah. like our representative. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it's hard, especially as a celebrity, but you mean so many things to so many people. This is like what you signed up for. When you signed that contract, I know you thought that like all you were gonna do was like make money and like I put it be in movies and like be popular, but being popular comes with some shit. <laughs> like you also now are scrutinized for everything you do. And now yeah. you represent things. And like that's it. Like there's not I don't know there's nothing really else to say about it. I just really hope that he didn't like, you know, stage yeah. it. Because again, like I said, we can't we can't like take any more of this kind of things. Like there's too, way too many people who need this to be um, real. So it's yeah. terrible that it happened to him, obviously. But um, if it did happen to him, legitimately. But yes. Um. Uh, so moving off the topic of uh, well, actually no. We can also we can. Well, this is a good segue. We can segue um away from shitty men to more shitty behavior in fraternities yes uh i don't know if anybody has heard but um and apparently this has been going on for a while but like two women have sued harvard fraternities to allow women to join hmm. fraternities and so of course everybody's reaction to this online is like well, you want to be in fraternities? That's where you look at sexually assaulted. It's like you're asking for it. Oh, I thought people would probably be commenting like, oh, what about the sororities? Aren't they good enough? They said, oh, yeah, that's basically. So the gist of what the comments have been are like, uh, do you not understand that there are sororities? Why do you want to be in fraternity? Uh, then, 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 you know, like off of that, it's like, oh, does that mean I can join a sorority now? No. Just kidding. I mean, if you want to, kind of like, want. like, oh, if since boys can gr- girls can join boys, so well, boys join girls. Got thinking, yeah, if you want to. I exactly. Mean, no one's stopping you. I mean, there's more one way than the other. Um, Harvard. Uh, so let me read you this article from Forbes. Um, uh, since 2016. Um, oh, hold on. Think, okay, Harvard, which one half century ago, well, that's not that long at all, was all men, <laughs> thinks single-sex associations are wrong and punishes kids who want to join fraternities and sororities. Since 2016, students belonging to unrecognized single-gender social organizations are overtly discriminated against, being no longer able eligible to have campus leadership positions like captaining sports teams or even getting letters of recommendations. A few other elite schools have gone even further, banning fraternities. Um, while the then Harvard president Drew Faust announced the new policy, she fomented about forms of privilege and exclusions 
at odds with our deepest values and deeply rooted gender values. Oh man, I picked an opinion article. Like, let me just say that I don't actually believe any of this. There's actually, so let me give you like a gist. So these two women, um, I don't remember if it was Yale or Harvard. I don't remember which one I saw this on. Maybe you can like fact check me in a second, but are basically suing fraternities to allow women to enter because they want to prevent sexual harassment, sexual assault, rape, all of these things in fraternities um, because they because they feel like and they actually have evidence backing up from psychological studies that have been done that if men are in an environment with women like they are more likely to basically behave is the <laughs> this is the logistics of it is the is the short of it like because and then like you I don't I wish I had like my oh it's Yale Yale fraternities mm-hmm. are being sued to admit women yes so they're they're um basically what the what they've brought in is this evidence of basically they took like samples from all girls schools and all boys schools right um and actually this would it's almost (laughs) so see this is to the detriment of women because the it was found that in all girls schools women actually did better without no men around because they compared (laughs) all girls schools all boys schools and then a co-ed co-ed school Right. Basically, I, I guess they were all private. I'm not really sure on right. the total details of it, but it was found that when women are amongst other women, they are more likely to succeed and excel and do better on their like right. studies. When boys are with boys or with other boys, they fuck shit up. So, so you basically. get Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, you get Brett Kavanaugh. Honey, <laughs> went to Supreme Court. Boys are with boys. You you get Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Um, you just just breed a whole bunch of fucking Brett Kavanaugh's. Um, they can't. They don't focus. They distract each other. Um, they get worse grades when they're not among women. Um, their behavior is worse when they're not in among women. So basically, these two women suing for women to be able to get into fraternities is so that they make men into better people and less toxic versions of themselves is what I understood it to be. Like, that was their reasoning. Yes. Uh, Did you find anything? Yes. Yeah, so I was reading in the force with the Yale's fraternities are being, well, wild to let women in. They say the increased interaction would force men and women to get to know each other as people. Mm-hmm. When, women wouldn't just be seen as dates or sex partners, but be seen studying through the night to pass a biology test or preparing for a job interview. Stereotypes and objectification would naturally decrease, and this would impact the decisions and attitudes of these students throughout their entire lives. So I'm thinking, yeah, you do have a point that, okay, if I see women, they're not just thinking, wow, I can just probably go to them for sex or mm-hmm. just probably find me a wife, thinking, okay, then this is the same person that helped me study for my biology test. Mm-hmm. I see them as a person. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this person's also a woman, but yeah, I see them as a person first. Right. And uh, rather than a woman. Who yes. faci- fulfills? Who's my cum dumpster? Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's basically what I understood them to be doing. Like they are trying to prevent or decrease sexual harassment, sexual assault, rape, things of that nature. They're basically just trying to make these men into actual people, actual right. functioning, decent human beings. From what I understand, do I think this will work? Do you think this will work? Yeah, I think also, it hopefully within the future, we'll kind of break up that old boy network. Oh, yeah. 
Because I remember with this one female CEO said she's like the top CEO and that generally if they kind of like bring in more women, there'll probably be more women uh, um, interacting because sadly a lot of sororities don't have that much pull mm-hmm. and to like to get to break that glass ceiling because right. and they probably see women more as, you know, help people versus that co-editor instead of like competing against each other because many times let's say there's one female on the board mm-hmm. and nine men. So if you're a woman, you're just competing with that one woman. Right. Not just instead of like, let me go get one of these 10 positions, you're just getting that one position. Right, yeah. It is kind of sad, though, too. Like, we're basically, if we want to climb up the ladder, it means we have to tear down other women to get there. Yeah. Yeah, instead of, uh, hey, you're the CEO, you are you happen to be a man, I want your position, I'm gunning for you. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just... I don't know if I think that it will... I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and act like it's not going to make an impact. Because what do I know? Maybe it will. Um, but uh, from my experience, things typically get worse before they get better. So, but, like, on the on the opposite side, this has happened. Like, people have been co-editing fraternities or get ridding, getting rid of fraternities and sororities altogether right. for years now. I think I, the earliest one was like in 2012 or something yeah. that I read, um, also on Forbes. Um, but, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought they were getting rid of them because of, like, hazing incidents. Yeah, I think that was what I read, too. But I don't... So, like, the whole co-ed thing, I don't know how well it will work i think it will probably get worse before it gets better unless you just get rid of fraternities and sororities altogether yeah i think fraternities sororities will stay because really i think at the end of the day it's mostly networking so yeah that's typically what fraternities and sororities are i mean aside from like partying and other shit <laughs> yeah because with my sister um she's part of the sorority sg row and they have like a whole giant network of like mm-hmm. black females because i remember talking like hey if you need any help you can go talk to one person i actually got in contact with one of her sorority sisters who is an associate professor at ucla mm-hmm. and i can talk to her and then another one the actual doc mcstuffin maisha who is a er doctor black professional amazing yes <laughs> i think i wish i can be you and be like i want to be you just really <laughs> softly and you're like what um but yeah i mean you know i i don't it's not that i don't see the good in fraternities or sororities i think it's just uh primarily that i mean they kind of market it as like a sisterhood or a brotherhood and you'll get to do like you know service work or whatever and i'm like i've been doing service work my whole entire life like i don't really need to like pay money to join a network you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't not see the point in it i just feel like it's i don't know i don't know how much longer i think sororities or fraternities are gonna last because they're i feel like they're getting into way more hot water now than they have i mean college wise but yeah. like boy scouts and girls oh scouts. no yeah those are all fine <laughs> <laughs> i feel i mean let's not I sit up here now like they don't have problems but like those are mostly like volunteer type things and you don't have to well, I can kind of do, but I mean, yeah, like I just, I feel like in college things get way more out of hand because you have a whole bunch of like young adults trying to figure their shit out. 
Okay, they're trying to yeah. figure out who they are as a person amongst alcohol and other people who are trying to figure out who they are as a person right. and drugs. And <laughs> so so there's just a lot of mistakes to be made. Yeah, um, and really, I think really the alumni of the fraternity sororities thinking, no, let's keep this going, let's keep this going because, mm-hmm. you know, they are pouring back money and support due back to these schools. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking if I run a school, I probably want to keep them around. I think so too, but um, as for like this working, like you know, um, I mean, I think we'll just have to see. I think it could work, but I just feel like it's going to be like way worse before it gets better. And I hate to say that, but that's just how history has pretty much played out for any time you make a like a huge change like this. That's all I that's all I want to say. So, do you have any other thoughts okay. on this topic? News wise, yeah. news wise. Um. Let's see what else is happening. Oh, speaking of children, um, Maine is introducing a new bill to make it, uh, I don't know if it's illegal. I haven't read well, all Well, to, to not use the exclusion of I won't vaccinate yeah. my kids based on like religious religion. or a philosophical idea. So you can't use that exemption anymore, um, which I think is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Okay, oh my god, please. Because, listen, I was talking to my mom about this today, okay? When we were shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we were walking, and I was like, because when we were in school, yeah. obviously, like, we couldn't even register for classes if we didn't show. Like, hey, I sent my kid to the doctor to get their <laughs> vaccination so they won't infest all these other kids with nonsense diseases that are totally present- preventable. Yeah. That's what I remember very clearly. Yeah. From elementary to high school. Like, I couldn't register to do shit unless I had some paperwork that said that I got shot up by a doctor with some with some vaccinations. <laughs> all right. So I don't know, like, when between then and now what changed. Um Obviously, somebody introduced a bill that said, hey, you can you can now exempt your child. Well, I actually think I might know when, because I remember back in like college, we were running about um, uh, science and literacy. So this one doctor, he introduced this paper that said that there's a link between vaccinations and autism. That's right. Yes, I remember this happening. Yeah, and thing is, all the scientists denounced him. He lost his medical license, and then after getting some reviews, they realized, okay, it's false. But then all of a sudden, the celebrities decided to take this narrative that vaccinations cause autism, and then they ran with it. Yes, I think it was, who was it? Was it fucking Melissa McCarthy? I feel like it was somebody with the last name McCarthy. I know it wasn't Paul, but it was a woman. Like, I think it was Melissa. I don't know. I can't be sure, but I know it was somebody, um, McCarthy. Um, Yeah, they took it, and they went on some show, and they broadcasted it everywhere. And then everybody just decided that this was gospel, even though with a simple couple of clicks, you could find out that this man has been denounced as a scientist and that he's a fucking cuckoo, okay? But no, (laughs) because one idiot told you that vaccinations (laughs) are linked to autism. And let's also talk about the fact that you were linking, you were making autism seem like it's the worst fucking thing that could happen to your child, okay? Your child could die from a totally preventable disease 
right. instead. But your thing is, oh my God, I would rather my kid be dead. That's basically what you're telling me is I would rather my kid be dead than for them to have autism. Autism isn't, autism is not the worst thing that could happen to your child. Yeah. Okay, ever. It is, I'm not going to sit up here and act like it's not going to be hard. Okay, I have yeah. several, I know several people with autism. I have several, like my friends' parents who have kids who have autism. Like, right. I'm not going to sit up here and act like autism is an easy thing to adjust to. I'm not going to sit up here and act like kids with autism do not need extra attention do not need extra care do not need extra everything okay but you're a parent you had this kid this is what you asked for this is what you made like this is your responsibility okay you have to adjust all right and for you to sit up here and act like the idea that your kid having autism is the end of the world shows me that you really didn't want a kid you really didn't want what came with a kid because there is no is there, there there's no research that shows any link to anything we can do to our kids that goes that links to autism is there yeah i mean there isn't i mean the only thing i could probably explain because you know i think with like autism diagnosis because you know we're now understanding a little bit more of what autism is mm-hmm. and add and adhd because i do have like my brother is slightly autistic but thing is mm-hmm. autism is on a spectrum. spectrum yes yes and just because they are autistic that means in the world because i can understand maybe as a parent you want your kid to be very very healthy and i can understand like if you have a child with special needs emotionally you're probably doing a lot more time and energy mm-hmm. to that child mm-hmm. yes but also at the same time like you said you rather have your child that's dead than a child that's autistic which is this whole narrative so yeah a lot of people are getting debunked and i know in washington um in some states that once you hit 18 you can vaccinate yourself right and it's it's just i don't understand i just it's hard for i think us to wrap our brains around because we have brains (laughs) (laughs) i just and then like I just, I don't understand. And then at the same time, it also brings up this question of, yes, that's your religious belief, or yes, that's your philosophical belief, but that could also be you imposing your religious beliefs onto other people, especially if your kid is in school. You send your kid to school without a vaccination, you're now imposing your religious beliefs on me. You're now like subjecting your kid to all these other kids who are vaccinated but that doesn't mean that they're okay. totally like safe i mean yeah there are some exceptions like some people who have like crappy immune systems yes. can't get that can't get they're, those so, are medical and the thing is we rely on to be known as herd immunity for those mm-hmm. who don't know herd immunity is when a whole group of people are vaccinated they won't affect disease on someone else mm-hmm so I'm thinking, like, with measles, something 100% preventable. I mean, it's only in third world countries, but even so, third world countries vaccinate yeah. if they can. It's just, it, it's so ridiculous. I just, I don't know why anybody thought it was a good idea to put this in place. Like, that you could now use religious or philosophical exemptions. Because, like, cool, you keep your kids and you keep them at home if that's your religious <laughs> beliefs. Don't impose your religious beliefs on me. I don't believe God wants my kid to die from measles or some nonsense. I don't believe that. You could. You could believe that vaccinations give autism. I don't. 
So keep your kids at home. Yeah, and I can understand probably there is some people that do distrust science. I'm thinking, I mean, yeah, it's not the Tuskegee experiment people. <laughs> I mean, for those who don't know, Tuskegee experiments when a bunch of scientists infected a bunch of black people with syphilis. They just say, oh, yeah, well, you just have bad blood. And they let this experiment continue on to like the 1970s mm-hmm. when they got whistleblown. But yeah, you're not black. Just listen, just vaccinate your kids or keep them at home that's it that's all you have to do if you don't want to vaccinate your kids cool don't risk the rest of us because you dumb okay (laughs) stay ass at home okay you're a poor kid jesus christ um yeah so we should be more like maine that's all that's basically what i take from this is we should be more like maine um and then last but not least, um, I like binge watch the Umbrella Academy. This is not a good segue. I binge watched the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Oh my god. It was so good. God, it was so good. It was I can't wait for the next season. I'm dying. Okay. I'm also watching Siempre Bruja. Mm. Always a witch. On uh, Netflix, that's also pretty good if you want a strong black female lead. Um, Umbrella Academy is really good if you just want to watch a whole bunch of violence. <laughs> pretty much is what it is um or you want to well no i'm not gonna say that just it's really good um uh, and i think that's it for the news um we're gonna take a tiny break and um uh, then we're gonna come back and talk about interracial relationships all right fun times all right yes hello we're back um, we experienced a tiny technical difficulty in the last recording where it just decided to mute the fuck out of us for like a whole three seconds. So tell everybody what your brunch place was called again. Better luck tomorrow. There you go. Better luck tomorrow. So look for it, people. But right now, wait, because we have to talk about interracial relationships. All right. All right. So. There's a lot to go in. So I first want to start off with the interesting study because everyone heard about the OK Cupid study. Oh yes, okay. So study. back in 2009, they're looking at race and attraction. Mm-hmm. So they said men, non-black men, were less likely to start conversation with black women, mm-hmm. while black men showed little racial preference. And women, um, all women prefer their men of their own race, but they otherwise less likely to start conversation with Asian men and black men rude i love both those men i love all men <laughs> i love all men but i especially love black men and asian yeah. men and one thing i do want to clear up especially with interracial relationship is not just white person plus non-white person no, there are please. shades because i'm in an interracial relationship with the mexican guy yes it's beautiful mexican <laughs> yeah we'll probably have beautiful kids what everyone would tell us so yes you'll have gorgeous uh blamignadian Whatever you call it. <laughs> I guess Blaxican. Blaxican? Black. Teach them some Spanish. Teach them some Spanish and maybe some French Canadian? I don't know. <laughs> I, guess, I mean, I have some parts of Louisiana Creole, so I'm teach some French from that, and he's like, I don't know, maybe his dad's from the French part of Canada. I don't know. Who knows yes. where he's from? But anyway, um, I am, as everyone knows, I am not in an interracial or relationship at all, but. Um, uh, whatever relationship I get to is going to be interracial. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> because I, myself, am biracial, technically. <laughs> Even though both my parents are black. <laughs> they, too, are biracial, technically. So, um, yeah, fun times. Uh, so, 
that's what interracial relationships are and um we're we i mostly so like the topic of this kind of came up for me because of the grammys were this week uh, this has uh, don't like don't walk away and be like what um this has <laughs> this has relevance okay the grammys are this week don glover if you did not know slash Childish gambino they're the same person um won uh best video of the year at the grammys for this is america nice and you haven't seen this is america um watch it uh, it's a masterpiece. It's a it's a masterpiece. Some people don't agree, which is actually why I brought this up because a lot of people were saying that um, basically he was perverting the black experience and our pain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because if you haven't seen this in America, there's a lot of like you know violence in it. Like basically what we go through as a people um, with uh, police violence and um, uh, shootings. shootings and stuff like that and uh, other things like I haven't seen the whole thing because I was just like wow but like it, it, it goes through a lot of the issues that we face um, and people were basically saying he was perversing our pain and it's not like he was actually supporting the black community because if you didn't know Donald Glover has a white girlfriend white wife I'm not yeah. sure but he has kids Right. Yeah, so wife. So, and I remember that issue came up with the issue that came up like, could you be pro black and date interracially? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I think we're both, yes, we can be pro black and date interracially. Yeah, because I'm thinking you're still supporting black causes, and I'm thinking, in my opinion, I have no issue with interracial relationship because it doesn't matter. Don Glover dates a white woman, a black woman, an Asian woman, a Hispanic woman, or whatever. That's great because he still supports the black community. Same thing with um, mm-hmm. what's his name, Jordan Peele. He's yes. a biracial black man who's very supportive. And considering the kids, at the end of the day, this America, we go by the one drop rule that mm-hmm. one drop black, you're black. Yeah. And like Barack Obama was raised by a white mom. Right. And he's one of the most pro-black president we ever see. Well, not super duper pro-black, but he's pretty damn black. He's pretty damn black. Um, so I think we're both of the mindset that you can be yes pro-black and date interracially. But let's play the devil's advocate for like two seconds, okay? I think we can both see from the other sides why this is pretty upsetting. I think especially for black women because um, as another study will show, I can't remember which one it was. We are the least likely to get married. Yeah. Um, because as you said from this okay cupid study most women will date in their race yes but especially black women um yeah. we are notorious for not dating outside our race okay it's just a thing like so in that and because of that we are less likely to get married because black men will date outside their race or they're in jail or they just don't want to date. I don't know. They yeah, just don't. I mean, there is the negative stereotype because I do know some black guys like, oh, I don't like black women. They have the attitude. They have the fake hair. They have the baby daddies and everything. Mm-hmm. Which to me, if that's the case, view dating interracially, then go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah. And then I think it's interesting that you're like, oh, they have baby daddies. Um, typically that you're the baby daddies. Like we don't just have babies with non-black men. We also procreate with black men so you can't be sitting up here like oh you have baby daddies yeah with other black men 
Yeah, and I think also another thing with black women that generally they do have to like out achieve. So you know there is that prison the pipeline with a lot of black people mm-hmm. in jail, mm-hmm. and that are women willing to date down because women are more likely to date at their level and above. Right. That can mean by education, financial status, mm-hmm. so kind of dating down. And I think at the end of the day, most people like to date within their social, whether it be academic. And I think mm. the rule to world peace is anime, but I'll go always use that as a positive statement. Ooh, anime. Um, I'm just saying, like, yeah. Um, uh, it's just yes. I but I but I get it. Like, I understand why people would be. I get. I could kind of understand why people are mad at Don Glover. Um, because, you know, as we said, black men are. What is it? I think the study said black men are twice as likely to date outside their race. Um, and it's like it's a sort of um, what a lot of the reasons that people were using is that it's uh, it's preserving culture right typically like you're when you go when you make children with a white woman or whatever right. um, or whomever you decide I think typically too it's really an, I think that's a, that's a major facet of it too is it's a white woman it's right. a white woman. Like, that's why, that's why people get, I think black people will get madder about other black, like black men, especially dating white women because she's a white woman. Like, <laughs> it's their white. Like, it's just like, you could have had me on this, <laughs> but you pick Becky with like, the hair. Fuck with the good I have fabulous hair. Um, but it's just like, you know, yeah, like we have so much tension and so much yeah. history with white people that I think a lot of the times when black men go out and they date or black women because like we like it's not that black women don't do it at all like there are like several cases of black women dating outside their race marrying outside their race having children outside their race just not as prevalent as with black men but um that's I think that's a major point of contention for people is that you're dating a white person why out of everything, like I would have been fine with you dating a Mexican, a Muslim. Oh, and I can't remember with Insecure with this one character named Molly, mm-hmm. and you know she was out of a black men, and they say you should go give this Asian guy a chance, which was one of her friend, the friend of this one girl's boyfriend. Like um, probably I don't because you know how Jewish people are to date within Jewish because I want to uh, raise my kids black because I don't want to like take time out of my day to explain certain black things to them. And I want to make sure I want to get a black dad so I can teach my son how to be a black man in this world. Right. So she was just saying, okay. Oh, she ends up kind of um, talking to the Asian dude a little bit Mm -hmm. because she's trying to experiment with the guys. And uh, so I guess you kind of say like, okay, if I want to raise a black son in this world, I probably need a black man to show him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like those things don't make sense to us. Like, you know, like, yes, if you want. You know, a lot of people want to raise a black family. A lot of right. people want to pass those values on to people. A lot of people want right. that to preserve our culture, basically, because yeah. we're already dying out here anyway. I know. I can see why they're saying that. We're already dying out here anyway. Why would we want to procreate with somebody outside of our race when we yeah. can just, you know? But, you know, at the same does it bring up the question that it is a sort of... What's the word I'm looking for? It's a tradition thing no like it's a no it starts with a betrayal is it a betrayal to date or marry or have kids or all three outside of your race is it a betrayal when you do that 
Yeah, I mean, some people think that, thinking, oh, you're so blind by the lust of your white man, and probably look at the history, that's why he has some light skin, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, um, well, it's just a lot to unpack there. Yeah. So, <laughs> is it a betrayal? I'm thinking, why people say if you want a black family, you have to do it at the black home, black procreate, do everything black. Um, I'm thinking there's more than ways to support the black community. Yeah. And it doesn't make you any pro or more, even less black. I could look at Blaine Carson. Dude is fucking crazy. And he has a black wife. I mean, yeah, there's no... There's... I mean, I, we could list a whole bunch of like, just blackity-black people who are not doing anything for us. Like, they, they have <laughs> black family backgrounds and they still are shit. So it doesn't... Like, that. that's not a good reason, I think. Um... Totally. And then it also brings up the question. I don't think, uh, like, for me, I don't think it's so much of a betrayal to date outside of your race because it, this brings up the other facet, like, love. Right. Um, you know, when you sit up here and you, like, judge people for having partners outside of their race. Right. Um, you are then questioning love. Right. Because assuming that this relationship or this union, which a lot of them are, are based on love, you're trying to rationalize love right. basically so do you think that um do you think that this is a it's a bad idea to attempt to rationalize love to people like with these with the all of these um what's the word i'm looking for with all of these are like complaints um, have. I don't think you'll probably rationalize love. I'm thinking you probably need to look at the commonalities. I'm guessing you wouldn't put in a literal sense. So thinking, what do you guys have in common? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys get from each other? Is this a supporting relationship? Is right. it just like built on lust? Because I'm mm-hmm. thinking also another thing about interracial relationships. I guess really that stereotype of fetishizing. Yes, we should. We're definitely gonna get into that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think my my major argument against like people who are anti-interracial is that um i mean you're asking people to love black men cool it's not that i don't love i have black brothers i have a black father i have black uncles i have black cousins like it's not like i don't because i so because i don't romantically love a black man now you're all of a sudden trying to say that i betrayed like i potentially am betraying my own race because i fell in love with a non-black man like gasp like gasp how dare you um but yeah that's my whole thing like you're attempting to tell me that i should love one person but love doesn't work like that um i love who i love um and there's nothing that really controls that sort of thing love can't be explained yeah um but yeah getting to the fetishizing thing okay so here are some questions that were asked which is do you strongly prefer to date someone of your own race? And about 35%, well, almost 30% of people say yes. Mm-hmm. And then for, would you date someone with a vocal racial, bi- uh, vocal racial bias? Mm-hmm. About 20 people say yes. And is interracial marriage a bad idea? Um, about 5% said yes. Okay, so that's not that high. So people would totally... I mean, they're not against racial interracial relationships. Okay, so probably would you prefer someone to date someone of you? Do you strongly prefer to date someone of your own race? Well, for me, I'm guessing since I'm like a hybrid of twenty million different cultures. Exactly. Like, that's something you have to take into account too. Obviously, individually, but keep going. 
Um, I'm thinking, um, I really don't have any preference either way because we've been raised in a large city where it's yes. really multicultural because yes. even growing up, people are in an interracial relationship or they're part of two races. Like I grew up with friends like who are half black, half white, mm-hmm. black, skin, mm-hmm. all different shades. Yes. So even just race wasn't, I guess, a big deal dating wise yeah. or, um, or even people who are hybrid, so. Yeah, 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 <laughs> me. Um, yeah, obviously for me, like, dating outside of my race is not a big deal. Um, I think if you also go into family dynamics, too, like, your your family, um, yeah. I think, has your family ever expressed any, like, negativity towards an interracial relationship? No, because I'm thinking in my family, I guess not really that major. I mean, probably not sure about my extended, like, my immediate family, brothers, sisters, and dad. Because I know my dad had a couple marriages before my mom, and all of his, I think his first wife was white, and then the other wise were just light-skinned black women like my mom mm-hmm. so I, it was really a big deal because they do like my uh so they enjoyed them mm-hmm. i mean mostly for petty reasons they dislike them like saying that like my sister lydia dislike them for uh the fact that he likes solange over beyonce oh get over it lydia <laughs> i love you you know what girl if you if you listen to this i love you but i'm just saying like, <laughs> There are worse things. Um, yeah, so he said, yeah, he must be blind. But other than that, they like him and mm-hmm. even my own family. So all of us were just all different shades. And some of us are dark skin, some of us are light skin. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, of course, race mixing must happen along the line because mm-hmm. I have freckles. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. So um, for my family, for well, okay, let me say this. Um, for my mom, it's not a big deal. My mom doesn't care. In fact, my mom once said that she pretty much like knew from when I was very young that I probably the like likelihood that I was gonna get with a black man was slim. And I was like, I still love black men. Like, you know, like obviously I love all flavors of men. Um, but like my dad is more uh, vocal. He's more vocal about everything. Yeah. Like against everything. Like, oh no. Get over it, Dad. Okay, <laughs> this is the same man who acts like I can't move out. So he's his opinion is not totally valid. I love you, Daddy, but like, um, yeah, he's. I think he's more upset about it. And then a couple of my relatives in my family are like, why? Because there are plenty of plenty of my cousins have not dated black mm-hmm. or married black, so they have expressed sometimes these opposing opinions but they get over it they don't make a huge fuss about it so oh but where are they gonna go with this oh no i'm thinking how would your family feel about that Uh and thinking sometimes a distant family might not have like might not be open-minded to it i'm thinking like with the media family and i'm guessing with any relationship does your family opinion count Mm -hmm. well for me it does yes i mean they may not have to like them 100 in the way but they like them because i'm thinking 70 percent. that's enough yes (laughs) a solid c is good i mean there's a difference between i don't like him because he's mexican versus i don't like him because I don't know. He smokes weed all day and he's not in school. Yeah, like listen, I'm not I'm not going to take your opinion into account if you're like I don't like him because who in hell I may date a Korean man who knows. <laughs> but like like I don't like him cuz he's Korean and he doesn't whatever and versus I don't like him because 
I think that he may have a criminal record. That's totally <laughs> different. Like, of course, but like, um, so yeah, now I was gonna, now I lost my, you see, this is what happens when I go off on tangents. Like, I'm like, oh, I lost my train of thought. Okay, um, and would you date someone with a vocal racial bias? Thinking, um, it depends. Um, if a guy said, yeah, I prefer to date black women. If he was a black man, because, side story, my backstory, my brother, mm-hmm. I have two brothers, okay? okay? The eldest one only dates black women. Mm-hmm. The other eldest one, the one that's younger than the eldest, yeah, um, the I've actually never seen him date black women. So, which is very interesting. It's very <laughs> different. But, like, he only, and he, that's his preference. He only, he only wants to date black women. Funny enough, he's like, I don't want the black woman to have fake hair. Uh, I don't want her to have this, this, this. He has a whole list. Damn. Whatever. Um, <laughs> still not married. <laughs> um, but like, um, yeah. So it's, um, it's really interesting. I think if it's a black man and he's like, oh, I only date black women. That's one thing. Because if you're a black man and all you're going to up around is black women, like my eldest brother only wanting to date black women who like don't wear a ton of makeup, don't have fake hair, don't do blah, don't have fake nails. That's because he grew up around my mom and I and we don't do that shit. Right. Okay? Like that makes sense. You want to date a black woman because that's what you grew up around. That's what you're comfortable with. Cool. If it was a white dude who said I only date black women, my first instinct is to squint at him and be like, is this a get out? type of situation like what is this I was like that with the first guy I dated it was weird cause it's like it's, they're kind of like the rebel white people I'm thinking I'll vote for Obama for a third term type of people I know right you gotta you're almost a little suspicious of how supported they are of the black <laughs> mo- like you, you, you're just like mm, why <laughs> what are, are you fetishizing my entire race so it's yeah it's um you gotta be careful because a lot of people I think have this notion that if you get into an interracial relationship, like, or if you see one, that the other person who's not black is, you know, totally pro-black. Yeah. And the point, like, the thing is, you can still totally be racist yes. and be dating a black woman <laughs> or a black man. Like, that's not, hello, again, get out. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> okay. Um, that's all I'm saying. So, like, yeah, um... Like, we definitely need to combat that idea that, oh, um, if you date, like, a black person or oh, I have black friends, that's not an excuse. You're still racist. Yeah, it's not like, a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's not like a, oh, I'm not a racist anymore. No, that's not how it works. Um, um, so I think it's obvious, but do you believe that if somebody gets in a relationship with a black person that they can, that they're, they're not racist or that they can be potentially cured of racism. Do you think that could happen? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it's not like a magic bullet. I mean, I don't think so either. But let me hear what you have to say about that. I have to say no. Kind of like just getting between like having a black friend. I mean, yeah. You might get a friend of a different culture that kind of expose you to like different things. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, okay, I have friends that are Muslim that expose me to the Muslim faith. Mm-hmm. But doesn't make me... Um, automatically think you know what i can say whatever i want because i'm cool with muslims now i'm thinking no that isn't it's not like a magic bullet that you think is a shield like hi i can say the n-word block what's up my nigga block black friend block asian friend i can say yellow (laughs) no that's not don't please don't call Uh, oh what is the there's a there's a slur here's a korean slur so oh don't call people kimchi like just because they're don't do that um or or chink 
Don't ever call anybody a jink. Okay. Um, so, uh, yes, um, I think that uh, you definitely can't be cured of racism just because you're in a relationship with a black person. You can't. Like, if you're, you have to actively work at that yourself. Yes, okay. and there is biases within races because I mm-hmm. do know there's like anti-black bias and like sometimes in the Hispanic community and the, you know there could be like anti-Asian biases mm-hmm. and like the black community as well. Yeah, there's also um, I think another good topic of interracial relationships is also colorism. Like colorism also yeah. plays a big part in that. Yeah. Like, um, you know, sometimes if black men won't date white women, they'll date lighter only light skin black, like lighter skin black women, and it's like, um, and like I am well aware I am a lighter skin black woman um, that I have some privilege. Yeah, and I'm of a darker. Yes, I have a I'm so I have light skin privilege. Um, I I know yes, um, and I think that's also an interesting topic to bring up too. Do you think that um, you know? Uh, amongst the black community um, the colorism is definitely a thing so do you think that there's also a sort of betrayal for darker skinned black people when like like darker men like date lighter skinned women yeah I mean there is I guess some biasness into it because you know I'm thinking oh lighter skin the good hair and everything so I'm thinking there is some biasness and I know some black guys get shit for dating lighter skinned women mm-hmm. And, of course, kind of experiencing, well, white skin privilege through my sister because they said, oh, yeah, lighter skinned women have have more attitude or <laughs> less have, well, dark skinned women have more attitude. I'm thinking, you know, I know a lot of light skinned women who listen, have attitude. Listen, listen, <laughs> girl, listen. You will find out I am black so quickly <laughs> if you give me shit. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, there is biasness. I think because you know, there um, it's find a little bit more respectable. I'm thinking go white, not all the way white. Because remember this one Tumblr post post of this one black girl who has a black dad and a white mom. Mm-hmm. She's got the lighter skin because she says kind of like gets um, fetishized on both sides. Kind of like yes. black men were saying, "Wow, because you know a light skinned girl got that good hair and everything." Mm-hmm. But then also white guys fetish are like, oh yeah, you're black, but not black, black. Yeah, like you're just exotic enough. <laughs> like, and it always like kills me when men are like, oh, you're so exotic. What the fuck is exotic about me? I'm just biracial. <laughs> it's not like I grew up in like a pod or something. Or it's like I grew from the ground and yeah. like was raised by wolves or something. I was just I'm just biracial. Yeah, and I guess really the argue of like with black light skinned black people because like I know with my sister who's teaching, they say like, "Wow, are you half white? Because you're so light skinned, and your sisters are dark as shit." I'm thinking, "Ouch, children!" No, no I- children. The so fuck? they're saying they're just surprised. Like, you sure you're not mixed with white? Because your last name is Stewart. My last name is. I'm not gonna tell you my last name, but it's not. Not what is black. That's also a good thing to talk about. Like what is black, like because obviously we were talking about before, like with the light skin, like privilege and like the bias. Like it still doesn't mean that you're not black. Like you were yeah. talking about the one drop rule. Like I mean, people can look at me and be confused. Yeah. But they're not gonna be like, oh, that girl's white. My hair is curly. 
and um like my skin is not light enough it's there's just enough brown in there for them to figure out pretty quickly that i'm not all the way white okay <laughs> so it's not like we still don't all we just experience different levels yeah of you know bias and racism and prejudice right so um i think it's really uh i think it's really interesting when we talk about um interracial relationships and like the types of betrayal that people feel on these different levels um you know like what what people even consider black like why yeah i mean i can understand like some darker skin sisters like myself might feel like oh betrayal like oh yeah she got a light skin degree she's good but thinking also also on the other side of the coin i mean light skin people do face biases of their own as well yes um yeah no i i totally agree and um i think that i mean trying to define what being black is is very like why would you it feels weird to try to even do it at all like because like we were talking about this earlier actually before the show we were talking about how or do we talk about this during yeah. The Nigerian. Like, oh yeah, how like Nigerians don't really see black. Yeah, we were talking about it in the first segment. Oh yeah, we were talking. Yeah, we were talking about how in the first segment, like Nigerians don't see themselves as black. So, um, like they've separated themselves from us. So there's even like, so you've got these many like like separations. You've got the colorism aspect yeah. of it. You've got an us versus them there. You've got an us versus them with white people. Then you have an us versus them with Africans, like nationality wise. Yes. Like we're Africans, you're African Americans, you are black. We're not the same. Even though we all descended from yeah that some part of Africa. So um I think that um being black is hard to define. Um I think for a lot of us um in america being black is in america is you somebody in your family was black at some point <laughs> you were raised black and it's like and it's hard to even be like you were raised black because what does that mean you were raised on trap rap music where you yeah like you you collard greens and cornbread were shoved and down your throat and get started with oh you sound so white exactly good god do you know how many times I was called an Oreo. We were both called an Oreo. Yes. <laughs> in I was called a what, what was the, that Oreo that had chocolate on the inside and uh oh Oreo. Yes, I was an uh oh Oreo. I was an, <laughs> was an Oreo. Okay, you know how many times we got that in school, and it's just kind of like to put parameters on be what being black is is. I think the only thing that you can say that we all have in common is that we get like prejudice. Yeah, and based like, on our skin. Yeah, like, like in Boston, or mm-hmm. people try to find us. And mm-hmm. I remember with Kamala Harris, where people ask her, she's probably not African American enough, and thinking, what well, you say to us, like, people who say that I'm not African American enough, they don't know us. Exactly. So I'm thinking there is a lot of areas, and I'm glad that with us younger millennials, everything is changing, kind of right. like black people like anime. Like, man, that's some white people stuff. No, I know every single black guy I know loves anime. Exactly. That's a new stereotype now. 
exactly yes oh my god do you know any videos are out there with just like black dudes just like doing the most i love it i love it so much but it's like yes it's it's totally changing like the things that we liked in school were not considered yeah like all the way like they're like oh what but like now they're totally they're totally acceptable um yeah. liking lincoln park or white yes. rock music oh black people don't do that but then now okay black people do what the fuck we want exactly black people can ski black people can do gymnastics we can be in a band we can um what what other white people shit can we do we can do whatever white people can do camping camping we can go camping i don't want to but we can go camp <laughs> trevor noah says that he doesn't want to but we can do camping if we want well, to camping or even traveling yes and it's just it's like yeah i think um, um counseling as well yes like i yes please go like uh, there's so many black families who are like nah i don't go to a therapist go to a therapist yeah because i'm thinking a lot of times the black culture we kind of like um i guess really i not glamorize but sometimes we just make joke like you know what it's like to get an ass whooping like um mm, yeah I got one and I didn't like it. <laughs> I got I got a couple, didn't like them. Um, but you know, yeah, like uh, there's, there's. I think that we all have to pretty much come to terms with this. There's no one way to be black. Yeah, we're all black. Like yes, I I I ate um, collard greens just like you growing up. Uh, but I also watch anime with my brother. <laughs> in a small computer room. Yep. I mean, I also like burn my my mom burned my hair trying to like straighten exactly. it. And then I went natural in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great now. It's a nice little afro. Exactly. Yep. And I still like try like nature product from like Lush and shit. That's and right. It, it works for my hair. It works. Yes. Um. That's right. I I I like you. Listen. We can do. We can do both. Yes. Exactly. So, um, I think that. Do you have any other closing comments for this beautiful topic? World peace is definitely anime because I remember just looking at our picture when our friends and I went to the Japanese festival. I'm thinking, damn, our group of friends look like a diversity pamphlet for some freaking college university, bro. Like our, bro. uh, I feel so bad for people who don't live in big cities and don't get to experience just a whole bunch of different cultures. Yes. I'm sorry for y'all. Um, but then at the same time, you just get more of your own culture. So, yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. you feel sorry for us. But anyway, or we look like a fucking rainbow tribe, and I love it. <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah, uh, love who you love. Please stop judging each other because of who we like and who we love. Um, people exist on a spectrum. You can't just be all one thing or all in anything. Kind of like if you're, you're not just a whore, you're not just a virgin, there's a range. Kind of with black people, you don't have to be super into trap music. Like, mm-hmm. I can jam out to trap, taught music, but then also like Taylor Swift and Linkin That's Park. That's right. Sometimes I do listen to the T-Swift. Yes. Um, but you know what? Sometimes I will listen to some to some Twenty One Savage and some Cardi 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 B Cardi B or even K-pop. That's right. I love K-pop. Bro, one is crazy. Oh my god! One of these days, I'm literally gonna get on here and that's all I'm gonna fucking talk about. Later though, probably during Asian History Month. Um, but uh, let's close out this episode with maybe two two Reddit relationships. Okay, so this one is by Rebecca Salgado Seven. 
my sister, 25, she's 27, expect me to take care of her like a parent and my attempts to set boundaries end up being labeled the bitch sister. How do I talk to her? Mm-hmm. She graduated college in December and moved in with me a few days before Christmas. We had a rock relationship the past year because I had a serious boyfriend who was 28 mm-hmm. who lived with me and she felt like everything was changing. She lived with us last time and it really caused problems. My boyfriend and I both work full-time and go to law school at night until 9.30, so we don't really have free time. She says cruel, elitist things about his family got mad at me because I don't like the guy who she was sleeping with, mm-hmm. and she never paid a dime to live with us. My boyfriend paid for a portion of rent, and I paid 2 k for her summer school tuition. She mm-hmm. caused both problems for my parents, their divorce, by telling them I was bullying her and ignoring her. They both sided with her. Flash forward to now. Mm-hmm. We live with my dad's house. Dad doesn't live with us, though. It's me and my boyfriend here in a room, and my sister, brother, who's 21, and my close friend, 26, in their own rooms. My sister's working part-time minimum wage, making no efforts to get her EMT license, aka use her college degree, has boxed up her stuff all over her house, and doesn't pay bills on time or clean regularly. Last week, my dad had to pay her rent for January and February because she couldn't afford it. She doesn't communicate with me. She never told me she was going to be late or asked if I could afford to cover her. I had to take out student loans to ensure I have enough to pay all the bills, and I don't think it's fair to have cover for her. I can feel like that I'm starting to get better and resent her for every small annoying thing, which before all this job I would have been able to let little stuff go. Mm-hmm. She's been away from home for a few years at college, and I know she just she she really just feels homesick and wants the three of us, my brother, her, and myself to hang out like in high school. But things are different. I have adult responsibilities and I'm in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. She seems to be jealous that I'm happy and told my mom she felt lonely because I spent so much time with my boyfriend. How do I talk to her? I try nicely asking for her help. Please pick this up. Can you take your box to your room? Don't leave hair in your shower drain, etc. And I try straight up telling what she needs to do to contribute and do her part. I left a list of chores. I told her I wanted to be done within a week. Told her she needed to schedule her EMT test, etc. I even had a family meeting with my dad, stepmom, and sibling for I expressed how overwhelmed I was being the provider for all the bills, food, toilet paper, etc., and nothing has changed. Small improvements, but nothing really helpful. What can I do now? Too long, didn't read. My sister, a recent college grad, is not contributing to the household by paying bills, buying groceries, cleaning regularly. My intent to talk, talk seems productive, but she doesn't change her behavior. How do I talk to her? She just seems to think I'm being too hard on her, but I think she just needs to grow up. Um, so, um, as a recent college graduate, well, I can't really say I'm a recent college graduate, it's almost four years, but, um, (laughs) but, um, I can say that, uh, recent college grads don't have money, so I think, like, you trying to get money out of her at this stage is, uh, probably not gonna happen. I'm sorry, I hate to tell you that she ain't got no money, but her ass does need to be cleaning yeah. And uh, 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 cooking or doing something because um, as black people, we were, <laughs> we were raised um, that if your ass can't financially provide to this household, you come do something, okay? Yeah, I mean, even though I do as a millennial, I still with my dad mm-hmm. and little brother. But yeah, we clean. I'm thinking yeah. we clean. And then on top of that, if I come in late, like, hey, I'm coming from work late text them let them know when they'll Mm -hmm. be in Mm -hmm. so we have to do things i mean you can't just be like sitting there on your ass and not do anything and you have to clean you have Um, to to exchange for outside time (laughs) as we've discussed before like listen like i got away today but that was because like i was out shopping all day but if i had been in the house all day and i had done one chore and i was like oh i'm coming out to hang out with with bell mars my mom would have been like oh what did you you gonna clean these bathrooms before you leave 
right? <laughs> okay, and I would have been like, yes, mommy. Yes. <laughs> and I know I don't want Nikki Alley to die. Yes, listen, because I mean, my mama, she knows my mama. <laughs> my mama is basically her mama. So, like, she does know that my mama will keep me up and be like, um, so your friend can't come today because <laughs> I beat her ass. So, um, but yeah, um, yeah, I think also put in there, she does need to grow up because yes. I'm thinking she needs to get her EMT license. So for those who don't know what EMT is, you probably just work in an ambulance and, you know, do basic CPR, how to tie a tourniquet, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think you have to be doing something. Yes, that's right. Um, listen, like only working part-time work, that's not going to cut it for long. You need to be working part-time work and then also looking to get your license and looking for another job like at the same time like that's that's my so as for like trying to get her to like pay on time like i said like like trying to get money out of her is not but i do think you need to have a sit down with your parents and be all like i'm gonna kick her out like i'm I'm gonna kick her ass out if she doesn't do anything I'm I'm gonna give her an ultimatum. I'm gonna ask her nicely, ask her nicely one more time. But then at the end, you tag on, be like, if you don't do it, I'm gonna take all these boxes of shit that you got lying around and I'm gonna put it on my goddamn porch. Yeah, I'm that's thinking, what I'm gonna do. So a lot of people say either she, her little sister, has to move out or she can just move out. Because I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? Just instead of like spending all your hard-earned money to like cover for your sister's ass, yeah, I'm no. thinking move out with your boyfriend. Yeah. Um, get a small studio apartment and try mm-hmm. to live your life. I'm thinking, right. yeah, you guys are siblings, and I know with my siblings, everyone's around me. Every once in a while, they come over, but also you need to move on. Mm-hmm. And she's just really holding you down. And like you said, resentment is growing, so every little thing yes. is kind of like. And you thought, yeah, and it, like I, it, it's apparent that it wasn't. It's not just what's happening now. Like you thought you let all those things go, like before yeah. that were annoying you. No, that's just build up. If uh, you don't settle things when they need to be settled, then all that shit builds up inside you and yeah. then you start to get really fucking annoyed at everything. So you have to, you either, if sitting down and having a conversation with her is not doing it, if your family will not support you in this and uh, like clamp down on her ass and make her do it, then I'm sorry, you got to move out or you got to kick her out, like one or the other. Yeah, I mean, you're 27, she's 25, at least you need to do something. Because I understand, yeah, you just got out of college, you're stressed out. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to go, like, lifting up. So I'm thinking probably the best thing you need to do, either kick her out or you just go out with your boyfriend, go out with your boo, mm-hmm. um, continue on your law school, and just continue working on yourself. Exactly, girl. Um, but, like, good luck. Like, seriously, because that was one of my brothers. I would have um moving on to our last one i've pulled one up it says after 15 years of marriage my wife and i 34 and 35 feel like our strict upbringing robbed us of a healthy sex life (laughs) we're both unsure how to handle our regrets and urges how do we deal with this okay so backstory they both came from an extremely religious household fucking course they did in the florida panhandle (laughs) goddamn florida not only did they basically compel us to become married at 19 years old but they demonized sex and made it seem as if nothing Something to be embarrassed for and only to make a family. Um, there was a lot of factors, um, but after they moved away and hardly, but they moved away and hardly ever looked back. They're in Atlanta now and um, that they feel like they've moved away from a lot of toxic thinking and have a healthier life. Still, it seems like we encounter, they encounter some consequences of their strict fundamentalist upbringing. It took years and years for us to know what worked for them sexually. 
Um, and it honestly feels like only the recent years um, they came into their own and know what they want. Um, and But they feel like they have a lot of regret just because they're just now understanding. Um, and But his wife has recently come out to him feeling as if she's bisexual. Um, and she suffered a lot of internal shame for that for years. Um, she has told me that she regrets um, not having the chance to experiment and that they let themselves be forced into an early marriage. Um, I know the typical response of uh, is to roll the word. Oh, he said, I know the typical response of subscribers like this is to throw the word therapy around and push people towards it. I get that. We're looking into it. However, I would like to learn ideas of how we can handle these feelings and urges anyone else had an upbringing like this how do you deal with it how should we deal with this are there options we might not be considering too long didn't read my wife and i both had a recently strict and religious upbringing they gave us the really wrong ideas of sex and we're just now starting to grow on from i feel as if we missed out on most of much uh, out of so much and i really regret it how do we do with this so yeah. um i wouldn't call my upbringing super strict my parents were actually for catholics my parents are super like, I mean, my dad don't want me to have sex either, but whatever. He's a man. <laughs> my mom, though, was kind of all like, when I was going off to college, she's like, well, if you need condoms, you call me. Okay? Yeah. She's like, if we need to go on birth control, you call me and you tell me. Okay? <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Never happened, obviously. <laughs> but, like, um, but, yeah, like, they were, like, they were very, they had the sex talk with me, everything like that. So, but I do know what it's like to be, like, for religion to be the center of things. Yeah. So, um, I can, I could picture in my brain how crazy that must have been. Like, like, mother may I locking you in goddamn closets, beating you with a hanger. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, did you just try to masturbate in my house? I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, so I'm thinking, I can understand, like, okay, I'm having sexual feelings and it's wrong, but yet I'm married. Well, I'm guessing, I'm just, do they feel like their marriage is coming to an end? I don't, he doesn't say that he feels like their marriage is coming to an end. I think he just feels like, um, on top of the fact that he feels like they haven't, they just figured out themselves sexually and they feel a little regretful, that his wife has also just now told him that she feels like she's bisexual and she's missed out on a lot of experimentation yeah. that she could have gotten d through with when they were, you know, teenagers, but they were married, so she couldn't do that. Mm. Um, so, um, you're not gonna like this. <laughs> um maybe y'all should have a threesome <laughs> um like with another woman just to see like you know i mean and it's like I mean, obviously i do think they should have therapy go on what were you gonna say yeah i'm thinking probably i'm no therapist but i'm thinking probably like a trial separation yeah like a um i don't want to say like a hall pass maybe like you two and I don't want to say swingers either. Like, I don't want y'all to do something totally, like, like baby steps. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like, uh, like, maybe, like, a threesome with somebody you trust is <laughs> a nice, like, way to get your feet wet. I don't know, because you're, like, because your wife is coming out to you as, as bisexual and she wants to experiment. Okay, cool. So the only thing I can think of, and I don't know how, like, you know... Uh, jealous he is or how he feels about potentially sharing his wife with other people but yeah. like you know in a threesome situation at least you can kind of monitor like what's going on i mean it, there has to be conversations okay let me be clear there has to be a conversation about this be like hey how do you feel about um, potentially inviting somebody else into the bedroom like just for one night see how it goes does she like it no okay cool or does she like it yes okay maybe we can i don't know think about 
a third person potentially or we can think about doing threesomes more often or we can think about you potentially dating somebody like with an open relationship or something. Yeah, I don't an know. open marriage. So yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, there's a lot because I'm guessing they both kind of missed out on like experimenting, mm-hmm. experiencing like sex and other type of relationships and what things have to offer. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, is she bisexual or just kind of like she doesn't? Because I'm thinking at this point, she doesn't really know she wants mm-hmm. to go all the way lesbian or just bisexual because mm-hmm. I think they do need some time to just really discover themselves. Yeah. I'm thinking sexually lies, so I'm thinking probably get a sex therapist and yeah, you could you could definitely go to a, a, a normal therapist and also a sex therapist. I think it would really be beneficial for the two of you. Maybe it's to go to a normal therapist for all the shit you had to deal with when yeah. you were with your parents and their terrible upbringing that they gave you. Then you go to I'm sorry, I'm about to suggest three different therapists, but hear me out: a regular therapist, a relationship therapist, right. To, like, just so y'all can have, like, a check-in. And then you both separately have, like, a separate... Or maybe, like, you... Like, what separate normal therapist. Separate normal therapist, one relationship therapist, and then, like, a sex therapist. Right. Yes. I don't know, like, if a separate sex therapist will work. Well, she's she's trying to come out as bisexual. So maybe she, they should have separate sex therapists. I don't really know. Yeah, because like, I can, thought with certain therapists, thinking, okay, I would talk to... One person for an hour, and then I talk to another person an hour, and then we we'll both come together and thinking, communicate how you feel about each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, yeah, probably just have like a trial separation because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, probably, oh, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure how you guys emotionally feel about sharing each other. We'll probably right. like have an open relationship, so right. probably like date around. Yes. Probably nothing too crazy, and just set ground rules how you both are equally um, mm-hmm. safe. Like, okay, probably don't want you. To do, I don't know, anal. Right, yeah, like, I mean, just set, like, ground rules. Like, especially when you're first starting out. Like, if you are willing to share your wife, just be like, okay, babe, you can go out and we can go to this bar and we can, like, see. But, like, you can talk to this person. You can maybe even set up a dinner. But that's all I'm comfortable with for now. We can discuss other things. And it has to be, like, a like a check-in. Like, you have to, like, check, like, bi-weekly or something. Like, hey, how did your date go with this person? Okay, yeah. cool. Hey, do you want to do, like, anything different this week? Like, what are yeah. you feeling? How do I feel? Like, you know, this is this is basically a lot of a communication yes. type of thing. Like, you, um, and if you're not cool with sharing her. Yeah, I mean, one thing is the death do us part. I remember watching Ayata Von Zen and thinking the death of what? Exactly, that's a good point. Um, you know, like, and if she's bringing this up to you, I don't think she's bringing this up to you for no reason. I think she really has been thinking about, like, dating, at least dating others, sleeping with other people. And if you're not cool with her being emotionally attached and dating other people, then be all like, you can, like, sleep around safely, obviously, but it can't be with the same person more than once or something yeah. like that. Or, I mean, you've got to figure out what works for, for the two of you, like, together. I think like she has to lay out what she wants and you have to lay out what you want and then you have to come to a compromise and you have to keep coming to that compromise because you may think you're okay with one thing one week and then like three days later she does it and you're like wait a second (laughs) I thought I was cool with you potentially like taking the I'm not (laughs) (laughs) only I can stick my finger up your ass (laughs) okay so like you gotta it's a constant constant yeah, talking so i'm thinking i'm guessing at least they're friends so at least they have that common bond mm-hmm. or foundation 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, y'all definitely, um, yeah, definitely see some several therapists. Um, and um, you know, just I think if she wants to experiment and you're okay with it, and you want to experiment, don't just make it about her. Like if you're like okay with experience, go experiment. But like, yeah, go and see what's out there. I mean. Like we said, I mean, we're not, I'm not into an open relationship. I don't like sharing, but I'm not going to condemn sharing. Like, so. Yeah, because everyone has different journeys and yeah. all different things. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, threesomes, uh, from people who have done threesomes, that it's easier to get an extra guy than an extra girl. Really? It's easier to get an extra guy? Yeah. What? I thought it was easier to get an extra woman. Yeah, I mean, not all women are open to coming with yeah. Sharing, so. I mean, I try. <laughs> <laughs> All you can do is try. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, uh, that about wraps that up. Um, yes. What do you want to say to the listeners to end yes, the week? So, thank you so much. The answer to world peace, as I said a couple times, is anime. Agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, have a great week, you guys. Um. Uh, what there's no holidays really coming up but just have a great week oh have a good mercury mercury retro great <laughs> um you'll get through it um and uh, as always we want to like uh, encourage you to confront all things um right. yourself your problems your strengths your weaknesses everything good that's happening in your life be grateful um and you know um yeah oh send us your questions i still haven't got any at allconfrontation at gmail.com that's a-l-l-c-o-n-f-o-r-n-t-a-t-i-o-n at gmail.com yay please yay we want to help you guys that's what we're here for that's what we want to do um god this episode's gonna be so long but I but it's gonna be so great um yeah no have a good week have a good week guys bye heal yourself Belmar is signing out woohoo